On this episode, we're gonna talk about eliminating busy work, we're gonna talk about partnering up, and finally, we're gonna finish up by talking about how I would do things differently if I had to do them all over again. Welcome to another episode of the Steel Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 22. And this time around, we are going to take some questions. Last time we sort of just focused on um, a topic of my choosing. So this time we're gonna take some questions from the audience. I have three. Um, unfortunately, I don't really remember exactly who they were from per se. Um, at least the first one, Danny and I tried to figure it out. Um, today we're, we're doing a little ride along. Um, so we've been spending the entire day just filming what it is that I do every day. Super, super boring, but we're gonna make it into like B-roll and things like that. Um, but let, let's not waste any time, let's get right into it. So the first question, um, read it for us, Danny. Okay, so the first question is, you talk about busy work and eliminating it. Can you elaborate on what exactly you consider busy work, why we get stuck in it, and how to stop? Yes, so busy work in my mind is work that doesn't, um, doesn't lead you anywhere essentially. It's, it's little minute tasks that we do every day that don't really contribute to the larger picture. So if you've set some goals for yourself this year, if you have some um, places that you would like to be or some things that you'd like to create by the end of the year, you have to ask yourself, is this going to further my interests or is this going to further my, um, uh, my position or my station in life this year? And if it doesn't, then you need to think about uh, you need to think about eliminating it potentially. You need to think about automating it if you can't eliminate it, and if you can't automate it, then you th need to think about delegating it. Um, one way to kind of uh, uh, one one reason that I think people kind of get stuck in it is because we're busy. We um, we fail to plan. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is, is it's organization, it's failure to plan, it's failure to think ahead, it's failure to have um, uh, sort of steps in front of you. Uh, similar to, you know, here's a great example, I planned this show last night, right? And so uh, I could have eliminated some of that busy work had I um, you know, planned ahead and decide, okay, well, do I need to do this piece? Do I need to do this piece? Give that piece to Sarah, give that piece to Danny, um, and so on and so forth, which would free me up to focus on what I'm good at. And if I can focus up more on what I'm good at, chances are um, I'm going to further my goals this year. I'm going to achieve what I want because I'm not doing the things that I'm not necessarily all that good at. It could be something like support, answering support queries. I don't need to be doing that. Is me answering those support questions going to further our, um, going to further our ability to build um, our company or can I push that off to somebody else and focus on something that I'm a lot better about at. You know, the, the creative side of things, product creation, whatever. So it's those little things that, that we do because we don't plan ahead enough and thus, uh, you know, we're, we're forced to do them because, you know, we have deadlines, things like that. Now the way that I would uh, tackle these, the way that I would uh, eliminate this busy work is, again, by planning ahead. And it's pretty damn simple. This is what I do. I've told, I've mentioned this on one of the shows before, and it was really two levels. One, sort of planning out the, the greater picture for the year, 
and what it is that I want to have done by the end of the year so I know what I'm moving towards. And then what I do is I take that stuff, I reverse engineer it, and I figure out what is it that needs to occur in order for me to reach whatever, um, whatever point that that is. And I would do that on a, um, a daily basis. So I would work that out as what I need to do today, what I need to do this week, what I need to do this month, and then what I need to do this year. And I actually, I organize all these things into, into Trello, into different columns, um, so that I can see it all, right? And by seeing it all, I can actually spot the busy work. Also, I create more time. I, if, if I'm always, always busy, then I end up doing this busy work. But if I can create some time so that if I see something that comes up and I say, okay, do I need to do this? Can I eliminate, can I delegate, or rather can I eliminate, can I automate, can I delegate? I actually have time to do that instead of having to meet a deadline or something like that. So just taking a little bit more time and being disciplined enough to actually um, take action and process those things and give those things to um, to other people. That's how you eliminate busy work. Fire away with question two. Sweet, okay. So, next one is, have you ever had a partner and do you have any tips for that? I don't generally partner well, never have. Not sure that I, um, I think I'm getting a little bit better. I think before I didn't partner well because I didn't communicate well. I was very inside my head. I was very, um, um, just not especially collaborative. I didn't know at the time, and this was, you know, let's say seven years ago when I started, I didn't know what it takes to make a partnership work or really to make a marriage work essentially. And as I've grown up, both in age but also in experience, I've started to understand a little bit more about people but also a little bit more about what, um, what is expected in that kind of relationship. Because in a lot of ways, it, it, it definitely is a marriage. So what, uh, you, you should ask yourself, well, what, uh, what is required in a marriage? What would a partner in a marriage require of you? Well, the first thing um, that comes to mind would be communication, right? You need to communicate with that partner. You need to let them know what's going on. You need to over-communicate. There is no such thing as communicating too much right? Um, as soon as you start keeping things from that partner or um, you know, isolating yourself, uh, things like that, problems brew. So you need to sort of ask yourself, you know, am I equipped to do that? Am I equipped to be um, a communicative person? Are they equipped to be that person as well? And if, you, if, if, you, if one of you aren't, if one of you doesn't feel comfortable perhaps communicating with the other individual, being honest, being transparent, then chances are it is absolutely not going to work. So that, that's a big one for me. The other one is, um, um, I've got a, a few of them here, that's why I'm kind of scrolling down, is, is division of duties. Um, same thing with a marriage. Like, you don't need to get married and then figure out what, who does this, who does that. You gotta figure that shit out before. So create a spreadsheet. Figure out who does the dishes or who does the admin work, who does the, um, the laundry who does the financial reporting, like who does each of these things. So yeah, no, what I've found so many times is I'm, I'm wondering about, you know, I've never really partnered per se, but I'm, I'm wondering to myself about the other person, like what the fuck are they doing, right? But if we've made it very clear what our roles are, then there's, there's no one's getting, you know, upset about that. We know that that person's gonna do that, 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 and I'm gonna do that, 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 and we agree that that's even. 
right? And if it isn't, well, we communicate and we can adjust that going forward. But it's really fucking important that you make that super, super clear. It's just like giving somebody a job description. You can't expect a person to do a good job if they don't know what the fuck they're doing, right? So you need to be clear right from the start. The other thing that I've found um, over and over again, not so much with partners, but just people that I've done like a joint venture with or something like that, is um, alignment and um, alignment in, in, in ambition or, or um, just the other person being ambitious as the other person. Um, oftentimes I find that I am um, busting my ass to achieve a very, very high uh, goal and the other person's very happy to be where we currently are, making decent money, but I, I want I want more. I want to hire more people. I want to do all these these things, and and that not being aligned on that is is a recipe for for failure every single time. Um, and and definitely there are some parallels um, in a you know typical uh, marriage as well uh, where that's concerned. All right, Danny, fire away with your last question. Okay, so the last question is, if you were given the chance to build your career all over again, what would you do differently so that you will achieve your dreams faster? Cool. Well, first things first. It's kind of a, um, it's kind of a weird question because I still feel like I, it's not like I've built my career. Like I feel like I'm at the the very beginning of it. Even you know, say seven years in, I'm still very much at the beginning of it. So kind of ask me again in like twenty years probably. Um, but and I, and I feel like I'm constantly trying to reinvent myself. So even you know, twenty years down the line, I may have I may not be able to answer this question. But let me try anyways. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of tough to answer because, you know, I, I don't know that I would arrive at the same place if I did anything differently. But at the same time, there was a lot of pain, a lot of uh, awful mistakes, a lot of ignorance, a lot of arrogance, a lot of um, unnecessary money spent that, that could have been saved. Um, so like, I guess obvious things, obvious things that come to mind are as soon as I started making money, um, like decent money, I should have hired somebody to manage said money. I'm not good at that. So I need to be a little bit more aware of, um, or I should have been a little bit more aware of my strengths. That doesn't mean don't learn anything about it, but if, if you can see that you're not doing a good job and it's not something that you're naturally good at, or, um, we just don't want to do it, period, find someone else to do it. Accountants or bookkeepers really aren't that expensive. In fact, you can outsource bookkeeping um, and find someone for, uh, to do it for very cheap, essentially. Um, and so had I done that... Oh my fucking God. Let's get the hell out of here. What's happening? What the fuck? Well, um, so sound dies, then the... Uh. So they're doing uh, some testing of the fire alarms here uh, where we're, we're filming. So we're just going to have to contend a little bit with that. Um, but why don't we keep going and um, just take it as it goes. I would have hired some sort of a money manager like right away. Or as soon as I started making any sort of money, like let's say, I don't know, 30, 40 grand a year type of thing, like at that point it would have been wise to say, okay, well maybe you shouldn't be doing the bookkeeping. Maybe you shouldn't be trying to do your accounting. And I'm not saying you shouldn't try and learn some of it, 
Um, but learn from a professional. Learn, um, motherfucker. Um, learn sort of while, while, uh, while they're doing it for you. Ask them a lot of questions, but have a fucking professional do it. It doesn't cost as much as you think. That's one of the reasons I held off is because I was thinking, well, fuck, I'm barely making enough money for my rent. Um, I can't afford, but it, it, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised how much, um, how, how little actually it costs. So that would be another thing. Um, and I wrote down two more things that I thought, um, son of a bitch. Um, yeah, actually one more thing. What was it again? Yeah, it's okay to, to need help. Again, you know, similar to the books is I just, I just isolated myself. I thought that I could figure out everything myself. I didn't go and network. I didn't ask people questions. Um, you know, the, 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 the furthest I went to seek help was to read a blog or something like that. And around me, there are all kinds of intelligent people, people that wanted to help me. But I guess, you know, I, like I said, I was kind of, kind of arrogant. I thought I knew everything. And, um, and so, you know, these people would be asking me questions, but you know, I wanted to be the person who didn't have any questions, who had it all figured out, but I absolutely didn't. And there was just so many opportunities where I could have picked their brains and I didn't. So I would take advantage of the people around you. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. I mean, everybody, Schwarzenegger has said that, um, Tim Ferriss has said that, um, I, I can name them off. It, it, there is no shame in leaning on other people or asking for other people for support, asking people for their opinions, having people look at things that you're doing. Um, it, it's only going to improve uh, your ability to execute and your ability to come up with good ideas and, and things like that. So th there's, there's, there's no shame in it. And I highly encourage um, you to get out of your head uh, and, and, and start asking people questions, very simply. So that's it for today. Uh, sorry about the alarm. We'll just have to, to deal with that. Danny, you'll try and edit what you can out, but leave some in, because it's kind of fun, I guess. Um, <laughs> thank you for your, your time. Thank you for your attention. I do appreciate it. If you enjoyed the content during episode 22, I'll tell you how you let me know. You can leave a comment, you can subscribe, you can like, you can engage with me on Twitter or on Instagram or on Facebook um, or on any of the social medias. Um, but um, otherwise, thank you very much. Thank you for your attention and I look forward to episode 23. Have a good one.